Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. My name is Justin Coffin. Today is, I'm going to look at my watch again. It is Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Here's what we got on the show today. We're going to talk Cleveland Browns. We're going to talk Indianapolis Colts. You're going to get to know the Colts a little bit today, a matchup with uh, those two teams going on. There is a big college football game this weekend in the Buckeye State. We have the Ohio State Buckeyes, the number four team in the country, hosting the Penn State Nittany Lions, the number six team in the country, two 6-0 and teams battling down in the horseshoe in Columbus. We're going to talk about those two games. We will talk about Youngstown State uh, taking on Illinois State. Uh, this coming weekend up here in Youngstown. We'll have a little bit of a weekend preview of NFL and college football, and we'll talk a little bit of uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. But before we do all that, let's go uh, to a word from our sponsors down here at Youngstown Studio. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. Or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by the Youngstown Drip IV Bar, helping the Mahoning Valley reach its wellness goal. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right, we are back. And uh, once again, we're going to talk Ohio State Buckeyes, YSU Penguins, uh, Cleveland Browns. We're going to get into all that here in just a second. So, uh, Joe, we're also going to talk. You and I are running this weekend. Mm -hmm. We're not. uh, You're more of a runner than I am. I Used to be a pretty good runner, but we'll we'll talk about that okay. later in the show. And we're nearing Halloween time. I got two really good costume ideas for anyone out there. Super simple, and uh, we'll talk about those. That one sports related, one it really really hits my heart. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that. They're, they're pretty good at the end of the show here. So let's start with the Cleveland Browns, though. Um, Obviously, a huge win over the San Francisco 49ers this past weekend, a game no one really gave them much of a chance to win. So uh, I just want to go through uh, like some of the uh, the by the numbers here. So that was San Francisco's first loss in the regular season in 16 games. So San Francisco is now 15 and one over their last 16 games. Pretty impressive win there by the Browns. Um, another stat, this, this one is amazing to me, 1,002 yards. Now that's a lot of yards. However, it's not very many over the course of five games. So the Cleveland Browns defense has allowed 1,002 yards over the first five games. So you do the math there. That's what 200.4, 200.4 yards per game. Uh, so over the past 50 years, that is, uh, the only team since like the 70s that have given up uh, that few of yards. So pretty impressive stuff by the Cleveland Browns there. Another one, 121.4 yards allowed through five games. Uh, 
through the air. So the Browns defense, we know they have a great defensive front, but that secondary is really holding up there. And when you don't have to cover very often uh, for very long, because the defensive line is getting after them, uh, you can really, uh, you know, stay kind of glued to their guys. So Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, uh, Martin Emerson, and then the back half of the secondary are doing a fantastic job there. Um, Oh, and then obviously too, you know, the big difference between first and second, the Baltimore Ravens have given up the second fewest air yards. They have given up 163, so nearly about 42 more yards per game to put that into perspective. Also, P.J. Walker stepped up to the plate. Uh, Stefanski and him last week about this time uh, said he was going to start. Deshaun Watson wasn't able to go, but P.J. Walker is now 5-0 and as an NFL starter at uh, home in his career. So all five of those wins were as a uh, Carolina Panther, I believe. So uh, pretty impressive stuff there from PJ Walker. Uh, another one here, nine and a half. So if you're a uh, betting connoisseur, the Browns were nine and a half point dogs. That line got as high as 11 points uh, last Sunday. That is their largest win as an underdog in 13 years since 2010 pretty impressive there the next one <laughs> this one was one of the uglier parts of the game 25 combined penalties in this game for a total of 224 yards that was the most penalized game in the nfl this past weekend um and then here's the ugliest number for the cleveland browns so far this year negative eight that is their turnover differential this season they are tied with the new england patriots for the worst in the NFL, yet they still have a three and two record uh, and they have lost every turnover battle this season. So that's pretty amazing stuff there. So Joe, um, your thoughts on last Sunday's game, uh, the Browns 49ers. I have mixed emotions. I, I was traveling. And so mm -hmm. I was trying to listen to the thing while I was driving and um, the Cleveland Browns app wasn't letting me listen to the the broadcast. So yeah. I had to listen to the TV coverage. Okay. And the TV coverage, they were kind of San Francisco fans. And it sounded like it was trash. Like, <laughs> I, I, I thought this was the worst game they ever played. Then I went and watched it. And it wasn't as bad as the commentators letting on. And yeah. there, were, there were some ugly parts yeah. to it. But right. I think overall, they looked pretty solid. Yeah, well, though. One of the frustrating parts, I actually listened to the entire game on the radio, too. I was at uh, Notre Dame this past weekend and traveling home. Um, but Nathan Zagura is the Browns color analyst. And then they had Andrew Siciliano, who is like an NFL network guy, um, but a huge Browns fan. This was the first game he ever commentated in his entire life. And you could hear his fandom through um, through his voice. And it was awesome to hear. But uh I thought overall, so I didn't listen to the TV broadcast. I went back and listened to highlights. Um, but overall, um, sounded like the Browns defense from that second half on just dominated. The 49ers had like tw 25 or 30 yards in the second half completely. Um, so the defense really gave the offense a chance to get going. Uh, and, you know, P.J. Walker not an unbelievable game by by metrics and by stats but um he did enough for the browns to win and there was one play it sounded like late in the game that final game winning uh field goal drive 
where he rolled out and Stefanski said, basically, if, if no one was open, he wanted him to slide and he threw it into like triple coverage and the ball got knocked down, which one cost the Browns a timeout and two could have been picked off and you lose right there. Um, but <laughs> this was the game the Browns always lose. And it was nice as a Browns fan to have a little bit of luck on your side. The missed field goal by uh, the missed field goal by Jake Moody, who, by the way, went to Michigan. Uh, so a little fun fact there. But uh, also, these are not games the Browns generally win. So that was a lot of fun to just have some luck on our side for once. Yeah, so. And now that you've seen both backup quarterbacks, mm -hmm. if you had to select which ones you would start against Indy, what would you pick? I would say P.J. Walker. Okay. I would say P.J. Walker based on um, just his veteran leadership. Uh, he's been in there before. Dorian Thompson Robinson has done uh, a lot in the preseason and did a lot in his career at UCLA. But the, when the lights come on, I think PJ Walker, again, not going to blow your you know brain with stats or anything like this, but does enough to get the job done to win. And I think with this Browns defense, that's what you want. You don't you don't want those costly turnovers. You want a guy that's going to help move the chains a little bit, not put the defense in a bad situation, which he did once last weekend. But uh, I think DTR will be eventually the backup quarterback, but he's not quite ready yet. So uh, put him in the oven or put him in marinade, whatever you want to say. Let him let him get uh, ready, and uh, you know when he's ready, then we can throw him in the oven cook them later so yeah what, what were know. your thoughts on the officiating on that game well listening to it i didn't get the full picture but then going back and seeing there was uh, a couple plays that were really controversial i know the 49ers had a flag um on them on a third and 10 which would have made the browns uh have to decide am i going for it here on a fourth down on that um game winning field goal drive it was a hit it was a hit to the head of a defenseless receiver and I could have seen that going either way. So I know that is um, an area where they're really looking at in the NFL this year hits to the head and uh, you know, just like defenseless players. So uh, in, in the sense it worked out for the Browns, I was all for that one. Okay. Um, there was another one where, um, where I think it was on the Browns in that San Francisco possible last drive uh, that I think it was Emerson that got called for a hold. And again, not seeing it live and knowing the final outcome after I went back and rewatched it, I was kind of like, yeah, I could see that being called that way. But if it was live in the moment, I would have been probably not too happy with that call. Yeah. And then the measurement that was, yeah, you know what? The link away. I, I actually saw, I think it was you that posted that on social media. I, I saw that and I heard just like, like literally it's like past the sticks. Like how are we not even close? How are we like, how are we even debating this? So yep. didn't they go back and review it? And they like, did. And, but still it's like, but they were trying so hard for it not to be a first down. That's when the, <laughs> yeah, you know, the right. conspiracy theorist in me comes mm -hmm. out and says, what do you try? And they were, you know, tilting the stick forward <laughs> to try to make it look not yeah. clear. When I told you there, there's an actual chip in the ball. We have the technology. You have the technology at Youngstown, at Youngstown Computer to be able to 
acclimate to the game to say what's a first down, what's not. With 100% you know? accuracy. Exactly. So, And then your eyeballs are your backup in case something goes wrong with the tech. That's mm -hmm. the way it should be. Exactly. And so. then we had a face mask that was down the sidelines that okay. I think they called on the wrong team. Yes. Okay, yes. that was one. Mm -hmm. And then David Njoku, there was yeah. something. And I heard I heard that one because um, he scored a touchdown on that play. It got called back. So it ended up being like a 40-some yard penalty. Um, and I heard the the play was like questionable, but really didn't even factor into the play. It was like an offensive guard like that was away from the play and wouldn't have affected it regardless. So um, I will just say it's good to come out of that. It's good to like go back and nitpick things after a win, especially over a game where you thought you were probably going to lose anyway. So yeah, in our original picks, mm -hmm. when we when we went and started the the, the first five and which ones yeah. we would likely win and lose. We did not pick right. No. We picked definitely the Steelers <laughs> yeah. to be an easy one and mm -hmm. the San Francisco uh, 49ers yeah. as being a hard one. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we, uh, you know, we'll take it. It's a win's a win. And, you know, the Browns, you know, probably lost the game they should have won and they probably won a game they should have lost. So maybe things are all evened out. They're three and two. You head to Indianapolis. And, you know, I've used the term, I've heard Stefanski use the term, I've heard other people use the term, stack wins, you know, but go 1-0 week to week, and that's all you can do. You're going into a team in Indianapolis that you are better than, and you should probably beat them, but the 49ers probably thought that same way going into Cleveland last week. So you can't get overly confident, but you got to be, bring that swagger, bring that confidence, but... Don't take any team for, for granted, you know? Yeah, they need to pick a fight before every game, though, for <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that's yeah, got to be part of their yeah. pregame warm-up. And I saw Jimmy Johnson was like, oh, that is the worst thing the Browns could do to, you know, poke the bear. But, like, apparently San Francisco's, uh, I don't know if it was their wide receivers that kind of, like, started it. And Debo Samuel left that game with an injured shoulder. Apparently, that shoulder was injured pregame so <laughs> he he poked the bear yeah not the browns vice versa so you know it is what it is and you know you heard a lot of things about well christian mccaffrey didn't finish the game and you know debo samuel was out and those are two important players for the 49ers okay well well, I'm play that Browns didn't have their starting freaking quarterback. They didn't have the best running back in the league. They didn't have their all pro left guard who played like 102 games in a row. And of course, um, Jack Conklin. Yeah. And Jack Conklin, <laughs> you know, so there was a lot. So again, um, the 49ers have always been kind of my second favorite team, but that was a fun one to, to beat them uh, as a, as a Browns fan and a game you weren't expected to win. That was nice. Right. So uh, one more stat here. Browns, 77 points allowed this season. However, if you do the math a little bit, 14 of those, so the Steelers had that pick six, the first play of the game. They had that TJ Watt fumble recovery for a touchdown. Those aren't on the offense. So you take away those 14 points. And then the Ravens had a um, one-play drive after a turnover, and the 49ers did. So if you take away those 14 points, so that's 28 points, uh, the Browns defense has really only given up 49 points this season, and that is through five games. So you do the math. What is that? 9.8 points a game, something like that. That's that's pretty impressive stuff right there. You, you clean up those turnovers, and it's a totally different season. Mm -hmm. Another one. 33 minutes and three seconds. That is the time of possession the Browns had in this game. And again, remember, 
they're playing without Nick Chubb. They're playing out with, uh, with several standout offensive linemen. They're playing out without their starting quarterback against what was the number one or number two defense in the league coming into this game. And the Browns have won all five, all five games this year in time of possessions, averaging nearly 35 minutes of possession per game. So that's pretty impressive. One more stat here. Uh, opponents, uh, third down conversion rate, Browns 23.1%, uh, giving up uh, a first down on third down. That is way far ahead of the number two team, the Atlanta Falcons, who are at 31%. The Browns have only given up 52 first downs on the season, where the Buccaneers are second best. Look at that, 94. So the Browns have given up, what, 40, I'm doing quick math, 42 less uh, first downs this year than the second place team. That's amazing. And then nearly 500 yards less than the second place team in yards allowed this season. Amazing stuff by this defense who is on an absolutely, you know, just amazing run. And hopefully that stuff that can travel, that stuff that plays well in good weather, bad weather, home, road, all that stuff. Joe, here's a look at our picks from last week. We're all over the board, but both of us went nine and six last week. Pretty solid week uh, by both of us. Uh, I am 57 and 36 on the season. You are 58 and 35 on the season. Ooh, so so you have a, uh, yeah, you have a one game lead on me and uh, you know, we're, we're doing, we're doing all right. I, I, I don't know if my Arizona, Tampa Bay, Cleveland <laughs> mail-ins yeah. are doing me any justice though. Now that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so let's pick this week's game. Okay. I already made my picks, but I'm going to have you make your, yeah, picks. I sent, I sent you mine. So I'll have to go back and refer, that's fine. refer to them because I, um, I, I put some thought into this. Okay. Week. Okay. All right. Well, like I'll, I'll, I'll start. Here's the first game. So we got a Thursday night game tonight. We have Jacksonville, who this is a chair, by the way. I'm not like sure. making noises here. So I'm just getting comfortable in the leather chair here. But uh, tonight's game, Thursday night, Jacksonville at New Orleans. Trevor Lawrence may or may not play. It has not been decided. So that's going to affect the line. New Orleans, a really good defense, but kind of up and down this season. Jacksonville, pretty solid uh, overall, uh, especially when they play in London. But this game is in New Orleans. Um, I'm going with the Jaguars. I'm going with the Jaguars too. And I think Trevor does play. All right. Uh, next game Sunday. <laughs> this is a game of backup quarterbacks. we got the La Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago bears. No Justin Fields in this game. No, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. So with that said, I think Vegas has the better roster over Chicago. I'm going with the Raiders Raiders as well. All right. We're both on the Raiders next game. The Browns who we still don't know Deshaun Watson's status. Uh, however, he's going to be just like everybody else, day-to-day, game-time decision. Um, with that said, still, I think the Browns have the better roster. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. All right. I think Watson does not play, but I'm still going with the Browns because I'm a homer. Okay. And and even if he doesn't play, the Browns should still have the advantage. I'll, I'll give you some information on the Colts here in a minute. Um, let's go with the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Buffalo Bills as well for me. New England's one of the worst teams in the league. Buffalo's one of the better teams in the league, so sweep there. Washington at the New York Giants. Easy pick for me. I'm going Commanders. Big time. Me too. Worst worst name in the league, but 
not a bad team. Mm. Um, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. <laughs> I am going to go with the Falcons to uh, beat the Buccaneers in an NFC South battle. Tampa Bay for me. And Joe's going. I got I to switch. Piss. I, I knew you were going to say <laughs> Baker missed some really bad throws last yeah, week. And he, he blamed himself and he's at his best in this moment. So. He, he's got his back against the wall. Yep. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Detroit at Baltimore. Uh, Lions are playing really good football. Baltimore um, is leading right now the AFC North, but I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I'm going with the Ravens. Joe is on the Ravens. Interesting. Uh-huh. That should be, that's going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, the Steelers coming off a of bye week, traveling to the LA Rams. Uh, I am going to go with the LA Rams as a slight favorite. I'm going with the Rams too. I think Pittsburgh gets in their way. They had one good game. I think they're going to backslide a little bit. Okay. And LA is starting to get healthy and a lot of their guys are starting to come back here too. Arizona at the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, Arizona. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Okay. I'm going with the Seahawks because (laughs) why not? Do Um, I get double points if I go with the big underdogs like that? Next next year when we do this, I'll come up with a point system to kind of calculate that because you probably should get some value if you go with the big underdog. You know, Josh effing Dobbs. Yeah. But this, these are straight up picks, okay, people. So, right. but so for for now. But one of those did come into play they for did you. Too. You got you got the Cardinals That's over my the Cowboys. Wild card right there. Uh, let's go with uh, Green Bay at Denver. Denver is terrible this year. They are as hosting they as they should be, except for Jaleel McLaughlin. We yes. we wish him the best. But uh, I'm going to go with the Packers in this game. Yeah, Packers F Elway. <laughs> Um, the LA chargers at the Kansas city chiefs. I think this will be a good game, but I am going to go with, uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and wait, the how chiefs. did Taylor Swift go ahead of Patrick Mahomes? I, I, she's, uh, she, she's another one of the tight ends. They signed Ooh, to the roster. You good, know good job. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go with Casey. Too. Okay. So we're both on the chiefs, uh, Miami, uh, one of the best offensive teams in the league going to Philadelphia, one of the best defensive teams in the league. This should be a really good game. Sunday night football. I like the Dolphins better, but since it's at Philadelphia, I'm going to go with the Eagles. That was my same dilemma, and I wanted to go with Miami so bad, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia. And the Eagles coming off a really bad loss to the New York Jets last week. So, um, And then uh, the team we took on last week, the San Francisco 49ers, are traveling to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football. I'm going, I think this is an easy win for San Francisco. I'm into that. All right, so we're both on that. And we got a bunch of teams on by this week. Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, uh, Houston, the Jets, and the Titans. So six teams on um, by this week. Those are my picks up there. I'll share those out later with Joe's picks on social. So uh, we're, we're doing... 62.3% 62.3% for Joe, 61.3% for me. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you, we had put $100 on every game straight up, you'd be ahead. Yeah, with the, with the juice even too, you'd, you'd probably be, yeah, let's just 100 bucks on every game. You're you're probably, we I can probably go back and look at that, but we'd definitely be several hundred uh, in, the, in the green there. Yep. So not bad. All right, AFC North real quick. 
look at this. Um, every team has three wins in the AFC North. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, but one of the best divisions, if not the best division in football. Uh, so we will see what happens this weekend. Let's get a look at the Colts. Uh, the line changed a little bit, but the Browns are still, the Browns actually, a lot, first time I looked this week, they were one and a half point favorites. Now they're two and a half point favorites. The over-under went from 39 to 40. So, um, you know, if this game in, was in Cleveland, the Browns would probably be about seven point favorites, but being on the road uh, in one of the best stadiums in the NFL, uh, the Browns two and a half point favorites here. So and I think it's going to be over 40. I think this would be a good, a good scoring game. You think so? I do. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a look at the Indianapolis Colts and what they bring to the table. Now there's a lot of little notes on here, but I'm going to just break them down for you. So overall in the series, 18 and 17, the Browns all time Browns won the last matchup in 2020. Uh, Shane Steichen, the Eagles or former Eagles offensive coordinator last year was a former Browns assistant quality control coach and quarterback coach back in 2013 last week indy got blasted by jacksonville 37 to 20 in a game that wasn't even that close indianapolis has the 10th best offense uh by yards per game 345 uh they are 14th uh a game with 116 yards rushing and 10th in passing with 228 yards per game. Zach Moss right now is their leading rusher, 466 yards, which is second best in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, though, one of the best running backs in the league, is slowly working his way back. Uh, they both can catch it out of the backfield. Gardner Minshew is their quarterback because Anthony Richardson, the number four pick in the draft, is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, also, Gardner Minshew is 3-11 and as a starting quarterback over his last 14 games. Some of their better weapons on offense uh, on the outside, Michael Pittman, who is a big wide receiver, about 6'4", but he is not a fast guy for a wide receiver. But Josh Downs, uh, a rookie this year, is their, more of their speed guy. But they don't, they don't have a lot of big playability in the passing game. So the Browns, big key to this game, get after the quarterback. The Indy defense, though, however, usually one of their strong suits, not so much this year. They are 26th ranked defense in the league, giving up 357 yards per game. They are 19th versus the run, 23rd versus the pass. They also start two rookies at cornerback. They are very weak in the secondary. They have a really good, strong linebacking core. However, just an average defensive line. They have three wins on the season. They have beat Houston. They beat Baltimore, which is crazy, in overtime, and they beat the Tennessee Titans. They have three losses this season, um, two of them to Jacksonville, and one in which they lost to the Los Angeles Rams after being up 23-0. So uh, the Indianapolis Colts are not a team to take lightly, but I think they're a team the Browns should be able to handle pretty well. They give up about 23 points a game. Or excuse me, they give up about 25 points a game. They score about 23 points per game. So this is, should be a team the Browns beat, but we'll see. You know, again, you cannot take a team lightly. You cannot take a team for granted. So that's a look at the Indianapolis Colts. Here is my uh, top five list in the NFL. The Miami Dolphins, I have ranked number one, 49ers two, Eagles three, Lions four. Uh, and WKBN anchor Dave Sess gave me a little crap for uh, having a tie for fifth. 
the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. If I had to pick one, I would probably pick the Chiefs, but uh, I couldn't decide, so that's why I went fifth. So my apologies to Dave Sess of WKBN. Uh, bottom five, the worst teams in the league, Carolina, 32. Uh, right on their heels, though, New England's pretty bad, 31. Poor Bill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bill Belichick, I don't see. I, I could see him possibly with the Chargers next year. So we shall see um, for Bell. Um, then you got the Giants, the Broncos, and the Cardinals, all really, really bad teams this year. So, um, And if you look at that, the Browns play three of those teams this year still. The Cardinals, the Broncos, and uh, Cardinals, Broncos, who else am I missing? No, they only play two of them, unfortunately. I, I was hoping for three of those, maybe, but only two of those. If you take a look at the NFL this year, there are five teams with five wins, four teams with four wins, a whole bunch of teams with three wins. Um, and then way down there at the bottom, the lonely Carolina Panthers. But, uh, you know, this league is full of parity, but only a few teams have only played five games this year, and the Browns are one of them. So the Browns, if they didn't have that buy, it could very well be at four wins. So that is a look at uh, the NFL and some of the, uh, you know, rankings that we the have. Panthers are really totally defeated. Well, they're starting Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, who is, you know, the former Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, who is about, you know, no offense, I don't want to uh, hurt your feelings or any shorter Wait, people of stature. What? He's a short guy. And okay. what's and, short to you? Well, he for an, for an NFL quarterback, he's like 5'8". Five, nine. Mm. That's pretty short. Mm -hmm. That's pretty short. So no offense. Hurt. <laughs> just I'm just I was just trying not to short shame anyone. <laughs> I mean, Why are you gonna short change? Me? <laughs> I was That's I was not trying segment. to hurt anyone's feelings. It was just uh, you know. It was it's just that's a matter of fact. And to be an NFL quarterback, generally you're six foot or above or six two and above. Um and also, tall people, like really, really tall people, aren't successful quarterbacks. So if you're in that six foot to six four range, that's usually like the sweet spot. The sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we don't want to short shame or tall shame anyone. Okay. Uh, but you know, right in that wheelhouse is where you want to be. College football. <laughs> Let's talk real quick. I'm gonna go over my top 12 here. This is my top 12 for college football. Not nothing to do with like AP or coaches poll. This is just my opinion of college football in the rankings. So Georgia, even though they are without Brock Bowers, probably best tight end in America, uh, they're the two-time defending national champions. They stay at the number one spot until they get beat. Washington, who just knocked off Oregon, has the best win this season. So they are my number two team. Michigan is just beating people up and down, even though they have played a very weak schedule. They are my number three team. And since they're two-time defending Big Ten champs and have beat Ohio State the last two years, I am putting them over the Buckeyes. Buckeyes are at four. Oklahoma, who has a big win this season over Texas and playing some really good football, are at five. Penn State, who's coming into the horseshoe in a big matchup this weekend, are six. But they, again, have not played anybody. Florida State, seven. Texas, eight. Uh, Oregon, nine. North Carolina, 10. Alabama, 11. And then here's a fun fact about Air Force. This is pretty cool. I'm going to tie this back to Youngstown. The Air Force quarterback 
I coached in basketball, which is really cool. Um, his name is Zach Larrier. He played at Boardman Glenwood uh, Middle School. Uh, after his seventh grade year, we knew he was moving from uh, Youngstown Boardman to California. So we knew he, he had a, uh, a crop top haircut and we knew he was moving to California. So we used to call him Big Will, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm -hmm. Um, so he moved out there, had a really nice, uh, high school career. I believe he committed to like Stanford or one of the California schools, but ended up at air force. And those that don't know, think service Academy, uh, whatever, you gotta be a really good athlete and you have to be incredibly intelligent for those service Academy schools. And not to mention a, a really hard worker. They are the number one rushing team in America by far. Uh, and he is the quarterback of that team, which is pretty awesome. So I just thought that was cool to give air force, give Zach a, uh, a shout out. Um, but really, really cool what they're doing out there in uh, Colorado Springs. So, uh, I thought that was neat. Let's go real quick. Buckeyes last week, big win 41, seven over the Purdue Boilermakers that we knew that was probably going to be a pretty easy win. Um, so they are six and zero now on the season. Um, obviously you got a big one this week versus Penn state. So, uh, that, that's a huge, huge win for, uh, the Buckeyes coming up or a huge game coming up, but a huge win for either team that takes it. If you look at the last 10 matchups, Ohio state has won nine of them. They, and, and they actually have a nine game um, lead in the series, 23 to 14 overall. Ohio State has won six in a row. Their largest margin of defeat and the largest win are both the same. It's interesting. Both the scores were 63 14. Uh, Ohio State had that win in 2013 and the loss in 1994. Ryan Day is 4 0 versus Penn State. James Franklin is 1 8 as the Penn State coach against the Buckeyes. But so this might be one of his better teams. Um, I'm interested to see what Jeremy uh, from Youngstown Pizza Reviews thinks of this weekend because he's a huge Penn State fan. So I wonder what he thinks uh, about Penn State. They have a really good defense, the number one defense in college football. Um, offense is pretty solid. Um, they have a, Their quarterback is from Medina up here in the 3-3-0. And interestingly enough, the Ohio quarterback went to Penn State and the uh, Pennsylvania quarterback, Kyle McCord, went to Ohio State. Yeah. So interesting uh, storylines there. Um, another thing here, let's go over Penn State's, just some of their offensive numbers. They're on offense, 44 points a game, uh, you know, pretty solid run pass game. They are not an explosive offense, but they get the job done. They move the sticks. They don't really turn the ball over. I believe um, Allard, Drew Allard, has 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions this year, but nothing like to blow you away stats-wise. Defense, though, however, eight points a game they're giving up, 193 total yards a game, which is makes the Browns even more impressive because the Browns are actually giving up less yards than the number one team in college football, which is pretty cool. But Penn State, number one team allowed uh, in yards allowed this season, number one against the pass, 121. And rushing yards per game, they're number, I believe, three with only 72 yards per game. On average, they're giving up against the run. However, when you look at who they've played this year, they've played a really bad schedule. West Virginia, 
a slightly above average team. That was a closer game than the score indicates. Uh, Delaware, who is a really good FCS team, but they they handled them. Illinois, terrible team this year. Uh, Iowa, maybe the worst offense in all of college football. Northwestern, terrible. Massachusetts, terrible. So they have not played a very good schedule this season. So that's Penn State's resume. This game is at uh, noon on Fox. Ohio State, as of last check, was a four and a half point favorite and 47 and a half point on uh, on the over under. So that is a look uh, at that. There's only a few undefeated teams left this season. Liberty, James Madison, Air Force, North Carolina, Florida State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, or I'm sorry, Washington, Oklahoma, Ohio State, um, Penn State, and Georgia. Those are the only undefeated teams left in college football. So that is where we are at there. Uh, YSU, real quick, we're going to touch on. They have uh, they had another really tough loss this past weekend, 34-31 at South Dakota. Um, they were down 21 points in the second half and just fell short. They lost on the last play of the game on a field goal. That drops them to 3-3 three and three on the season. They will host uh, Illinois State this weekend at the Ice Castle here at Stambaugh Stadium. Really quick look at Illinois State. They are four and two. That's the team they will play this uh, this weekend. It is homecoming at YSU. So if you're a YSU grad, you probably a game you want to get down to. YSU did win that game last season, nineteen to seventeen. And this season so far, uh, there are only two losses: one to Eastern Illinois by a point, and the and their other loss was to the number one team in FCS, South Dakota State, 40-21. to 21. So that's a look at YSU. Um, they have had an up-and-down schedule this year. Again, 3-3, three and three, uh, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Uh, so hopefully they get a win this weekend and then kind of buck that trend next week, uh, but with back-to-back home games here in Youngstown over the next two weeks. But if they can get to eight and three, they will definitely be in the playoffs. If they lose one more game, they're putting themselves in danger of not making the playoffs. So seven and four might get it done, but eight and three will definitely get it done. But they do have that South Dakota state on November 11th, the number one team in FCS looming. Um, So you got to get these wins before then and uh, give yourself a chance to make the playoffs with that game there. So one other note in college football, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are once again under investigation, but this time it's not for like buying players, cheeseburgers, hamburgers, whatever. They're in some big trouble. They're in some big trouble. Like they're, they're accused basically of Houston Astros level cheating, stealing signs, Stuff like that. This yeah, will be <laughs> this will be uh I, I think I think before this season this was gonna be Jim Harbaugh's last season, but um I think he's going all in and we're like, we're gonna win, we're gonna try to go for the national title, we're gonna try to you know do this and that, but I I I don't think he's he's coming back from this next year. So just my opinion. Um, so that's the last college football note there in baseball. The five best teams in the regular season have all been eliminated from the Major League Baseball playoffs. The Braves were the only one of those teams to get even get a win. So um, the Braves, Orioles, 
Dodgers, Rays, and Brewers all eliminated, uh, which makes you wonder, um, is the time off? Is the kind of the buy? Is it worth it? Because some of these teams get on runs. They, you know, get a get feeling themselves. They get momentum. And, uh, you know, they get on a good run where um, those teams that have a bye week or a couple days off might affect them a little bit more. So something interesting to think about there for the baseball playoffs. But uh, right now you got the Phillies leading 2-0 over the Diamondbacks and you got the Texas Rangers up two games to one over the Houston Astros there. So New York teams got to love that. First time in like 30 years that no Boston no New York and no St. Louis Cardinals have made the playoffs. Pretty crazy mm-hmm. stuff nice. there. So um, if you didn't see our show on Tuesday, we featured Ziggy Reed and DJ Burns of YSU. Next Tuesday, we will feature Jalen Bates and EJ Farmer, two more basketball players. And then we haven't set up a date yet, but Brandon Rush and Tommy Frida will join us in studio as well. That, that will probably be the first week of November here at Youngstown Studio. All right, let's go over a couple of these Halloween costumes I want to throw at you, Joe. So there's two of them here. We're going to start with a college football theme one. Um, now, I will say, I think what Deion Sanders has done at Colorado has been awesome. I also think the hype is way, way, way overblown. But uh, their last last week, last Friday night, they were up 29-0 at half and ended up losing the game uh, 46-43 in overtime to Stanford. Um, but here's a good Deion Sanders costume if you want to wear it. This year, it includes gold sunglasses, a Colorado hat, an oversized ego, and an average football team. So that's uh, that's one good costume. And I mean, you the look- most valuable thing in that pack is the oversized ego. Yes, course. yes. I will say that sweatshirt is pretty sweet, though. That's a pretty cool looking sweatshirt. And you're, you're comfortable. You're walking around. Now, are you ready for my favorite one? Yes. Here it comes. A freeloading piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that knows me- or has been around me knows I cannot stand Grandpa Joe from uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, maybe the worst movie character of all time, and no doubt a freeloading piece of shit. And did you notice with that costume, it, inclu- <laughs> it includes piss-soaked piss pajamas. <laughs> so uh, Grandpa Joe once again makes the show, and, uh, you know, that's... We'll just leave it at that. So he lives rent free in your head. Like <laughs> he does. He, just sh- he follows you around. He does. Grandpa Joe. Ah, screw you, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Joe. Yeah. Uh, before we close it out, about two minutes here. Um, you and I are running this weekend. Yes. Um, I used to be a runner. And when I say I used to be a runner, I used to run like 5Ks and stuff like that. I have not run a competitive race or a 5k or anything in about four years so yesterday i i I sent you a text i ran about 1.5 a little over a mile and a half i I was trying to just do 15 minutes see how far i get keep a decent pace but not like overexert myself not go crazy i was a tiny bit sore today uh more so in the afternoon so are we going to do this this weekend? Is it? I mean, we're, are, are we're doing for it an out. Are, are you <laughs> hoping someone cancels? <laughs> uh, I mean, if someone else cancels, then I can't back out. Right. No so way. maybe so, you'll run two segments and no, fill no. in the gap. One, one is, one is the most I can handle. I looked at the map. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm I'm starting. You're finishing. Yeah. Um, and then you got an actual real, real runner, runner in the, in the middle doing the shortest but toughest part. Yes. So I think mine's four point five. Yours is four point six. Something like that. Um, so definitely not looking forward to it, but I'm not dreading it. So um, any good tips for any? Because you you've been kind of like building up your stamina with the running and stuff. Mm -hmm. So any good tips out there for me or anyone? might be listening well i everything changes like when when i'm running through the park it's different than when i'm on a treadmill and it's mm -hmm. different during a race yeah and so like i've run a bunch of 5ks mm -hmm. and all of them sucked and so to do more than a mile more than what already sucked mm -hmm. not looking forward to so yeah. if i can hypnotize myself and pretend like I'm on the moon or something that's probably what i'll do now with the 5ks and stuff are you um generally running with someone like a running partner no, never run in tandem with okay anyone. so so that's going to be very similar to this yeah and hopefully i don't put you too far behind the sticks <laughs> because my pace is i'm not we're not going to win this race right there's there that, that that's not a, oh, a question hey, that middle <laughs> runner he might bring okay. us home oh, yeah well hopefully i'm not making him wait too long uh, <laughs> at the middle um uh meet meet point or whatever but uh i I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it uh, without looking forward to it, if that makes sense. So, it, I mean, this feels like a, a personal challenge for me because mm -hmm. it's been such out of reach for me for yeah. so many years. I've wanted to run half marathons, but I can't break through that three mile thing. So if I finish this, yeah. when I finish yeah, when? this, it's yeah. going to be a big celebratory thing. Yeah. And talking to, you know, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a strategizer. I'm more of this and that, like, you know, I've, I've had my athlete days, which are far behind me now, but, uh, you know, being a coach and stuff, it's more in talking to athletes a lot. It's more of a mindset. It's more of a, um, it's like mind over matter type stuff. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's going to be tough, but it's not going to be so tough that we, you know, we can't be done. Right. So. I, I recall a couple of years ago, I ran a, a 5k and I actually broke my ankle during the the run well it, it probably broke before that but it really started hurting during the race and when those endorphins started kicking in like i didn't even feel it at a certain point so i i think that if i can endure running an entire 5k <laughs> on a broken ankle yeah. i can do four miles yeah yeah no doubt i agree i agree so i think uh we'll, we'll touch base on tuesday and see how how we did but um headphones no headphones absolutely airpods yeah. like I, i'm gonna so last 5k that I ran, um, I started off playing Metallica mm -hmm. and it got me running too fast off yeah. the get go. So I'm going to listen to something boring and slow in the beginning yeah. and then maybe ramp it up to some higher, you know, get my, my blood pressure, get going. your pace, get yeah, your wind, right. keep your heart rate at a not too high, not too low, just right in the middle. Okay. All right. I can only wear the, the earbuds around like when I'm walking and stuff, because when I start to sweat, they'll pop out. Mm. And I, so I got to go with the over the head, you know, wireless, but we'll see. But, um, good luck to everyone running the Youngstown half marathon or relay this weekend. Uh, say hi to Joe or I, if uh, you see us out, and we'll, cheer us on, give us yeah, words of encouragement. Yeah, we, we may need it. So yeah. no, we will, <laughs> will need it. Definitely. Will. Um, and with that said, um, also go Browns, go Buckeyes, go Penguins, everybody enjoy your weekend and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content.
feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.